Welcome to CalCast, your creator national podcast. God Network News, episode 221. Welcome, GNN fans, to another episode of God Network News, the podcast that tells you what God's doing around the world, not what CNN tells you, but what GNN tells you is going on in the world. If you're tired of listening to all of that crisis network news and you want to hear what God's doing, well, give us a listen. Steve Addison is a great podcaster and very passionate about movements of peoples to Christ. And Steve has his own podcast, very successful podcast, with over 226 podcast episodes. And the name of his podcast is On the Road to No Place Left. And we highly recommend that you subscribe to his podcast because he has an overwhelming library of exciting topics related to movements. And if you want to learn more about movements, This is the place to find the information, and he has lots of training and tools and other resources that will really make your investigation of this topic successful. So we really want to thank Steve Addison and his partners there at movements.net forward slash podcast. That's how you can find it at movements.net forward slash podcast for all of the resources that he has given us for these next few podcasts. Thank you very much, Steve. I think what, what we did is that we we sort of instead of calling people to the church, we took the church to the people. Okay. Uh, that was the that was the first move, which means I had to learn something first. Was unlearned something uh, in my life is not to bring the people to the church, but but you know sort of kind of dissect a little bit make it a smaller group and have a multiple sites and multiple places where even if there are five people or 10 people, disciple them, mentor them and, and see that focus would, uh, should be more on a network of relationship that was, that existed uh, for each individual who were being discipled rather than uh, plucking individuals from community and trying to bring them to, to church, uh, which, uh, which was a mega shift for me, uh, mm. you know. And uh, what it did was that it isolated me very much from all my friends and my colleagues. Okay. And so I was already depressed and it brought even more depression. <laughs> it doubled the depression because now you you are isolated and you're sort of kind of like 
looked uh, looked at as very strangely because you're not uh, doing the same thing what everyone else is doing. Mm-hmm. You know, you're talking something that that is not proven anywhere uh, within my, in my own situation. You know, seventies, oh, eighties, nineties were. We had so many stories from uh, South Korea and uh, and some of the mega churches in the U.S. So everyone was kind of like sold for that those pictures um, and the prayer towers and prayer mountains and all those kind of things, which was not going to happen here in India. Some people tried it, and there can be maybe isolated examples here and there, but. Um, looking at the masses of people and network of relationship that existed, how do you penetrate into it? You don't take the evangelism and expect people to respond. It has to be the way of discipleship where one connects with the other and the other connects with the other. And, uh, and it creates um, a sort of kind of a movement uh, you know, even in a small way, but it creates a sort of kind of a stir, it stirs things within that community where family begin to see something happens in their own children's life or husband's life or wife's life. And, and God begins to become, you know, real uh, for them. Mind you that India is a country of gods and goddesses. We have 33 million gods and goddesses. So for every occasion, we have plenty of gods. We don't need one more god, you know. Uh, but here, um, what happened that that discipleship led into evangelism that manifested through many different ways, like signs and wonder happens, okay. uh, healing happens, you know. And that all became the step uh, in showing the disciples that God was real. And was that happening primarily through you or through new believers? Uh, Well, it, it, of course, obviously started through me, but then very quickly spread to other people. Um, This was also a mega shift for us because we were so much given to ordination, you know, Mm. ordained person can only baptize, ordained person can give the Lord's Supper. So um, um, allowing the head of the family uh, to baptize his own family was, was something that people didn't kind of uh, uh, accept. And they thought it was so unbiblical. Mm-hmm. You know, we were going against the word of God. But a close study into the scripture is, it shows that actually it's not the head of the family for baptizing their own family. And every time baptism happened, there were always the household involved, mm-hmm. which included um, not just the blood relation, but also the slaves and, and servants and everyone that worked together, you know, were connected mm-hmm. with that family. Uh, pretty much similar here in India also that many times even the friends of the family are called family, you know. And uh, anything good happens, people usually kind of share with, with their friend family, you know. And um, 
So step by step, you're going through a a major shift. What else is God doing and and teaching you about how things need to be different? I think the very first thing was that uh, unlearning everything that I learned. uh, And that was the biggest uh, Mm -hmm. interest for me because, you know, my, my training, my my idea of church, my idea of uh, leading people to Christ, my idea of uh, baptism, my, my, my teaching, all those things, everything was kind of like uh, sort of shaken. And, and uh, you need to let go some of the things you, you have to believe that, okay, even a new believer can, can do some of the things that I do. Uh, not necessarily one has to go to theological seminary to start something. You're listening to God Network News Podcast with your host, Cal Curtis. Look up our website at godnetworknews.com. You know, I think somewhere uh, we have sort of kind of like developed us in kind of a cocoon where we have locked us ourselves in and then we expect the growth to happen. It doesn't happen, you know. The Holy Spirit can, in me and in you and in a new believer, is the same. You know, uh, God does not categorize us. Uh, and I think um, on discipleship, we need to let loose, you know, and get everybody involved, uh, wherever they are in the workplace, in the family, in the network of relationship, wherever it exists. Is this what began to happen? I think that's what began to happen. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, um, we would have never seen a movement uh, happen here in the Bhujpuri. It's not me doing something because I have to very quickly also learn to move out of the way mm-hmm. uh, and allow others to take over the leadership and uh, and to focus more on training leaders and training leaders and training leaders year after year, generation after generation. And How and were also, you training leaders? What did that look like? You know, in the simple simple uh, stuff, how to lead a group, how to um, keep a group together, how, how to, based on the simple teachings of Christ, um, how to go into uh, storytelling, how to look... Uh, Look at Genesis. How to look at not just start with uh, with Jesus, but also to go back and uh, look at the creation stories and what happened, because that becomes the base and foundation, you know. And um, continuously strengthening uh, the 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 foundational uh, questions, because if the foundation is weak, uh, this movement, which has now lasted for more than twenty five years, would have not lasted. You know, um, so I think the key, the vehicle has been um, the leadership training that has sort of kind of like uh, multiplied itself. What, what sort of people are you training in leadership? You said they're not necessarily people. seminary trained. What sort of people were they? Well, seminary training is not wrong, but it's not the first thing you do. I think the first thing is the qualification comes for, uh, that everybody, but is already a leader. If he's a husband, if he's a um, uh, working as a teacher, a school teacher, working as as carpenter, work whatever they are, 
they, they, they have, they exercise some kind of leadership in there. They lead people. Uh, but when it comes to the kingdom uh, and salvation, when they, the transformation comes in their life and they begin to lead other people, that's a great sign of, of, of uh, looking at the possibility, what they can do more in the future if you help them unlock some of the key, you know, um, who can pray, who can uh, baptize, who can lead somebody to Christ. It's a simple thing. I mean, and there are churches who don't allow new believers to stand up in church and pray, mm. you know. Uh, that's a very simple thing. Mm. <laughs> but it can be a, a, a stumbling block because they think they're not mature enough to stand up in yes. public and pray. Yeah. Uh, and so if they don't, if they're not allowed in their first five days, it's too late because you ask them two years later and they are not ready because mm-hmm. they missed the opportunity, you know. And um, I think what we did is that we also dealt a lot with the gender issue. And I say that... Uh, uh, I think we, we all believe and we talk about man and woman being equal, but when it comes to the doing mission and leadership, we always sort of give preference to, to men. Uh, we had to kind of like uh, give more opportunity, I mean, give equal opportunity to everyone because we said, well, whoever God wants to use, he will use. And uh, whoever is being obedience to God will be mightily used uh, whether man or woman, it doesn't matter, you know. And um, um, the command to go and command to to baptize and command to teach everything is equal. I don't think um, the scripture separates man and woman. You know, uh, people take references from the scripture, but that those are isolated uh, churches or isolated incident that happen. You know. So there's a real leveling in terms of who has uh, who is encouraged to get involved in uh, being a disciple in in teaching others to follow Jesus and yeah. spread the faith. And you're looking uh, you're not looking for position. You you're you're looking for someone who is uh, learning to be a faithful disciple. Mm-hmm. How is how is church looking? Yep. Sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, how is church looking different in this as as this is going on? The different shift in evangelism, discipleship, leadership. How how is what does church look like? I think uh, what has happened is that the church has now sort of kind of uh, moved away uh, from that dependency. So it's taken away the dependency on that. Uh, on clergy, uh, dependency on foreign support, uh, dependency on um, theologically trained, um, which is of course clergy. Um, it has taken away the power from just one individual uh, or couple of individual um, and given more power, empowered the, the common people, ordinary people.
If you enjoyed this episode, please consider donating to help us continue to bring exciting stories fresh from the field. Visit our website at godnetworknews.com and select the PayPal link on the right side of the page or consider becoming a Patreon partner to receive access to more valuable materials exclusive to our members.